This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by taking one small step a day? And not because you're a bad person now, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you live your best life. Hello, and welcome to the How to Be a Better Person podcast. I'm Kate, your host and author of the book, How to Be a Better Person. This week and last week on the podcast, I've been shining a spotlight on self-care, which is such an important piece of being your best, but also such a buzzword that it's hard to even know exactly what it means. So I wanted to give you some ideas and a pep talk to get you inspired to use this weird pandemic time to take really good care of yourself because you deserve it. Today's big idea is that while self-care is a wonderful thing, it can also be an occasion for you to come face to face with all kinds of different emotions, sadness, anger, grief, shame, agitation, you name it. This is because self-care of all kinds helps you inhabit your body and catch up to yourself in this present moment. Whether you're doing something mind-body based like yoga or meditation, or even something like taking a bath or gazing up at the stars. And since many of us have a tendency to not want to experience some of these more uncomfortable emotions, you may find yourself wanting to skip out on your self-care so that you don't have to feel them. I hope that today's episode will help you see what a gift it is to know what's going on with your emotional self and to give you some tools for processing those feels so that your self-care becomes more than just feel good. It becomes cathartic. But first, let me share what sparked the idea for this episode. It was two things, actually. On Twitter, two folks I follow were talking about how doing yoga was giving them the feels and not in a good way. These are successful writers who are adept at plumbing emotional depths in their work, mind you. So if they're feeling this way, I know lots of other people are too. The first tweet said, I'm trying to be more intentional about healing as that's the only way I'm going to survive. I tried some beginning yoga poses today. I did the half pigeon pose and started bawling. I've been storing sadness in my hips all this time. To which another writer replied, I stopped going to yoga classes because I kept crying and was so mortified. I didn't realize other people did this too. Also, I myself experienced something similar when I started meditating again with the Headspace app. Their guided meditations often include a segment where you are encouraged to check in and see if you detect any specific feeling or mood. And what I saw when I did those check-ins was that I was feeling really flat and functionally depressed. Now, I get that this can seem like a paradox. If self-care is supposed to make you feel better, why does it sometimes make you feel sad or depressed? Isn't that a bad thing? I've got a response to that very understandable reaction to share with you right after the jump. Speaking of self-care, something that's been saving my bacon during this pandemic winter is meditating with Headspace. 
Whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. Overwhelmed? Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. Need some help falling asleep? Headspace has wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com kate. That's headspace.com kate for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com kate today. So let's say you're engaging in something that's designed to help you take better care of yourself, and instead of feeling restored or relaxed, what you're experiencing feels more like sadness or anger. And you feel weird about that. Like, what's wrong with me? Well, it's so very natural that your self-care might get you all up in your feelings. After all, an unexpressed emotion doesn't go away. Those issues go and make themselves at home in your tissues. That's why it's so helpful to practice self-care because it gives you a constructive way to release your emotions. It also helps you learn how to be present to your feelings and breathe through them. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's not as scary as it might seem and is really important as it helps you feel a lot better and less bogged down afterwards. Just the other day, I was doing my little weight routine in my bedroom. I was listening to the only radio station that comes in up here. And the song Groove is in the Heart came on, which is one of my favorite dance songs of all time. You would think that hearing that favorite dance song of all time would make me feel really happy, but suddenly I burst into tears, just totally sobbing for about, I don't know, 15 seconds, and then it was gone. It was like a flash thunderstorm or something, and I cannot tell you why it happened other than there was some sadness that needed to come out. Those tears saw their opportunity and made a break for it, and I felt cleansed. Our society makes us feel like we need to apologize for crying or feel bad about it. Aside from the misogyny in that, since women are perceived as more emotional, there is no need to apologize for shedding tears any more than you need to apologize for pooping. Because crying is a release. I think of it, actually, as an emotional poop. (laughs) What crying is not is a sign that you can't handle what's happening. It's actually a sign that you are handling it. Your body is processing and digesting and eliminating really big feelings. Crying opens your heart and also helps you get to the other side. You always feel better after. If yoga makes you cry, I say keep going. As I said, issues have a way of getting embedded in our tissues, and if they don't come out as tears, it might come out as digestive issues or migraines or something else. The fact that your body is capitalizing on the opportunity to purge some lingering emotions is a beautiful, healing thing. Keep in mind that Buddhist nun Pema Chodron writes that no emotion lasts more than 90 seconds if you allow yourself to truly feel it. I get that those 90 seconds can feel like an eternity, the same way that holding a plank position for 90 seconds feels like several hours at least, (laughs) but they will pass and you will feel so much better after. Your tiny assignment is to do a little emotional check-in the next time you do your preferred form of self-care. Just pause long enough to survey your inner landscape and see if there's a mood or an emotion you can detect. 
You may fear that you're opening yourself up to a tidal wave of emotions, but as one of my yoga teachers, Max Strom, says, it's more like opening a bottle of champagne. There may be a little overflow at first, but soon it'll settle down and you'll be able to pour it without getting bubbles all over yourself. Come back tomorrow when I'm starting a series of three episodes that each cover a form of self-care that might surprise you. And I'm planning a few episodes on things we might want to consider giving up in service of becoming better people. If there's something you've stopped doing or walked away from and it's helped you grow, I'd love to hear about it. Use your phone to record a voice memo and send it to me at kate at katehanley.com. And your story in your voice could be featured in a future episode. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past seven episodes, a sneak peek of the week ahead, and one well-chosen meme to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com. Tweet me at Kate Han, K-A-T-E-H-A-N, or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 